I do. And I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Boys and kids shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No, please don't allow your children to listen to this very much adult <laughs> Yeah, podcast. we did some special kids, teen episodes. That doesn't mean that like this is kid-friendly all of a sudden. No, it's not kid-friendly. No. That was kind of a lark because we were getting a little bored with the yush. What? I wasn't. Um, I need things to be diverse and dynamic. See, this is when a partner asks you to role play and you're like, but everything was fine for me. Mm. And they're like, nah, I'm a little bored. You're about 80% not firefighter <laughs> enough for me these yeah. days. Okay, well, I guess um, I'll be a teacher or firefighter. That's interesting. Yeah. A teacher. I don't think I could pull off. I like that, Joel. You like that dynamic? <laughs> don't look at me that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Joel. I'm. I need a grade A. I need an A on this paper, or else I'm going to get in so much trouble. Well, what will happen if you if well, you go home and there's not an A? I'll get spanked. Well, if you let me spank you right now, then uh, you won't. Uh, gal, give you an A. Wow. <laughs> Is that no? I just. I feel like you could do better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is this podcast about? Did we even say? Uh, it's kind of like a role sex play. role play podcast no. where we no. teach people how to sexually role, role play. Sometimes we do. But the thrust of this podcast. Mm, the thrust and what people receive from us when we is that we give intimate relationship advice. You got it. Now, this could be marriage or this could be a relationship. And it's not like intimate intercourse it's intimate like if you're just talking and then somebody gets you know is angry and the way they react or maybe it's like how do we continue to enjoy watching movies together i i feel like when we say intimacy we're referring to relationships that are sexual in nature yeah but not always about sex is what no I'm trying the to whole podcast say. is not about sex all the yeah. time are you um no, it's not always all Also, of the questions are anonymous. Oh, that's true. Um, where do they send them, Kat? I always say this, but... <laughs> <laughs> they send them to us at uh, I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Mm. Or they can send it to us directly through direct message. On, on Facebook Instagram or Instagram. Yeah. Or Facebook, yep. We also have a, a, a contact form on the website. Mm-hmm, on do. I do and I yeah, so, uh, and Kat and I are both colorful characters who have varying degrees of uh, experience. We won't go on over that. We do that in many episodes, no. so you can listen to that. Go to the website. It's all there. And it's all there at the website. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, will um, uh, give you our advice such as it is. And by the way, I think we actually give some pretty solid insights, even though sometimes our questions don't have as much information as we'd like or... Um, you know, we may get off topic a little bit. We still say things that are valuable, I think, Kat. Pithy and valuable information. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what you'll get here from mm. us. Mm-hmm. So let's give them... <laughs> let's give them our first pith val advice for this first quest of the app. <laughs> Saving time, come on. <laughs> okay, question number one. My girlfriend is really social and wants us to hang out together with friends and go out at least once a week. Even Dumper. Bu- even before COVID, I was pretty happy to stay home and be very selective about when I go out. Of course. How can I motivate myself to be more social? Don't bother. <laughs> All right. So next question. Now we're moving on to... Why do you say don't bother? Because, you know what? It, it, we, don't, we don't want... It. This guy's an introvert. We don't want to do this. Then why is he with an extrovert if he's an introvert you know, and he doesn't want to bend? as old as time. Mm. The, you're the attracted. opposites attract. Yeah. So these uh, extroverts, they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're outgoing. They're friendly. That's why they've reached you as, your, as an introvert. How are you going to meet another introvert? You're both going to sit silently across the room like from each other. You're not going to talk to each other. That's right. You need that extrovert to be like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Um, uh, can we just not do small talk? And then I'll uh, really enjoy. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm extroverted. I'll talk about anything. I love talking. Um, so yeah, you uh, you're with this lovely extrovert, mm-hmm. and really you don't want to give it up. But at the same time, you just don't want to leave the house. That's right. And that's fine. 
but it's not fine. You what? have to compromise. Ugh. You have to compromise. This is the thing. Is there's got to be um, scenarios that you can get your head around and you can enjoy. So maybe right now, you know, it's like, hey, do you want to, can we do a dinner party? And you're like, what? And we're bringing food and we sit down on a table sitting around and we look at each other's faces and we're all eating and I have to watch people eat. They're watching me eat. And then like, how, how many potatoes am I allowed to take? And then like, you know what I mean? Am I, <laughs> did I eat too much? Did I, did I wait for the other person to take what they needed for before I, I can't do this. Is this, is this like a process for you? Well, it's just like... Is that I, something you feel about dinner parties? I won't get that far. I'll okay. just go, no. No, no dinner parties. <laughs> I don't want to go to a dinner party. That's so wild. When I think of a dinner party, I'm like, how wonderful. Exactly. We can break bread and drink some oh, wine and exactly. have engaging conversation around the table. Right, then you add somebody that doesn't drink like me and you're offered and then why don't you... Do, it's like, I don't want to have that conversation. You guys uh, go have your thing. That's just an extra added bonus added of uh, not wanting to... <laughs> go somewhere do you think that that actually informs a lot of your desire to not want to go out because you don't have to continuously explain why you're sober to everybody i think that that certainly has bearing on my certain of my i like certain outings and not wanting to do them you could come up with a really funny sobriety story each time That's true. That's a really good exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, well. It would well, be so entertaining for you. It would be entertaining, but you, I'd make it so dark. Uh, why not? Yeah. You can yeah. shift the discomfort to the other people <laughs> yeah. instead. Because frankly, like when you say I don't drink, that should be the end of that conversation. Oh, absolutely. It's so rude to read ask great, people. I read a great article about that on some, on like CBC or something, where it's just like, w- there are a million reasons people don't drink. Yeah. Don't um, ask them. People, it's none of your goddamn business. Yeah. And by the way, this article also mentioned that Canada has a drinking problem. <laughs> well, I think, you Statistically. know, so, social drinking, because you feel like you're supposed to, uh, I don't know. I, but the, there is, the, I mean, there's pressure there. Yeah, it's a real thing for sure. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> also, I don't drink doesn't require you to uh, give me your uh, confession of how, mi- how much you drink and uh, that you don't drink too much, yeah. and that drinking is just this to you or that to you. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I do kind of care. Like, uh, if you want to talk about it, I, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to encourage you not to drink. Okay. If you really want to have that conversation, don't have that conversation with me. You don't want to have it. No. So I, I don't want to have it. So let's just shut up about it. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah. But anyway, so I get this person's introversion. I'm introverted too, mm-hmm. beyond the, that element. Um, so what, what is a good uh, outing? Well, number one, st- stay by me, baby. Yeah? I don't want, I don't want to be left alone unless I, unless I settle with someone. Right. Unless I find someone and I'm able, and, and you can tell that I'm like in a conversation. Maybe I found the other introvert and we're talking about something that we care about and it's interesting. It's so interesting to hear you talk about this because every time I've seen you in public, it's usually been in some capacity in which you're performing. And That's I the would only way. I would never guess that you were introverted, actually, because I've watched you work a room many times. That's how I met you, actually. You That's like true. pulled me into a conversation and we were like, that's oh. such a, but, but, and, and, like that's what you can notice with an introvert. I don't, I'm not going, there wasn't small talk there. No, no, we were immediately We, into we the met real. and we were talking about your relationship. <laughs> and we've never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like an instant and, and I was comfortable because I'm like, okay, this is something. Yeah. I'm able to sink my teeth into this. Yeah. And we had an experience where we, um, we were at Camp Cataract in Niagara Falls and, uh, somebody sat down and introduced themselves and I started sort of riffing on their name. Mm-hmm. And that ended up not going that well. Not at all. But um, I, app- apparently, <laughs> I apparently offended that person. But you kind of questioned what that behavior was from me. Mm-hmm. What was I doing? Was I, uh, was I silverbacking? You were a little aggressive. Was I alpha mailing? Mm, well, That alpha male thing is an interesting yeah, point like, anyway. The alpha male thing is... A, a term that's thrown around so loosely, I don't even know that people know what an alpha male is anymore. But, right, but arguably, uh, but yeah, people, you were. You, I don't seem like it. What you, you seemed weirdly aggressive in that moment, right? To me. And and I questioned. I I think if you remember, I I was like, what was I doing? <laughs> like I didn't. I wasn't like no, but I was like, wait, maybe Something I was. Is happening. 
Um, and what I determined that evening was, yeah, there was an element of control there because I didn't want to sit there with, with small talk. Mm-hmm. So what I do <laughs> and what I did is I took the reins and control of the situation to try my best to make it interesting. Yeah. Well, it was certainly interesting. Yeah. It was certainly interesting. I was waiting to like have to, you know, throw a punch on your behalf. Right. Because <laughs> I'm so alpha. I'd be like, help, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I that's what I like to do. That's a, a bit of a... Um, so you've been in relationship with extroverted people, presumably. Like, how did you compromise? There, There are issues with that because they do want to go out and I don't want to like they do want to like spend time I'm like go spend time with your friends and I'm like I don't why do I need to be there well I want them I the problem is this extroverted person loves you and thinks you're great and you are a colorful personality they want your friends they want to bring you to their friends and then you're like oh that's a lot of pressure yeah, yeah, I've I've experienced this. I've got to be cool and, and whatever for your friends. Ugh. But it's and not even you don't even have to be cool. I just like so. I know. My friends are. I am very close with my friends, mm-hmm. and if I'm with someone, I want them to be comfortable with my friends too. And right. like, I don't always want them to hang out with my friends because sometimes it's just like girl time. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a lot of my friends are in partnered relationships too. And I love the idea of like all of us getting together, the kids running around. Ugh, I have to talk out. to the other guys. Go on. <laughs> That's another thing that you hate to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So those kinds of things are nice. And like, you know, if my partner has cool friends, I want to hang out with their friends too sometimes. Right. And that's fine. I like to go out in public and get dressed up and have people look at me. Very much. Mm-hmm. If I'm with someone, this is uh, such a thing people like. If, and I, if I'm with someone, I typically find them attractive and like to like be seen. I want to be with seen with them. Yeah. And these are things that are just like that's all sounds like work and pressure mm-hmm. and not fun at all and a, and in some ways a waste of absolute an absolute waste of time. We could be in bed. See now here now you're telling you're talking my language because <laughs> I um I am also very introverted. You're ambivert. I'm I'm an ambivert for sure. For a long time I thought I was totally extroverted, but that is not true. I uh, I am very happy to be home and doing home things, um, but I do need like the energy of other people, like lots of other people sometimes. So too. that is that for some reason extroverted need as well. Yeah. So yeah. And I get that you want that with a partner, of course. But I think that that's where, like, there has to be. So for me, I love to go out if I'm performing. So I love to perform. Honestly, in my dream, like my best case scenario would be that I'm so famous that they will like sneak me into the venue right before I perform. Like, I don't have to be there. Maybe I'm there for sound check or something when no one else is there. Sneak me into the venue before I perform. I go on stage, perform, go off stage, and I'm gone. Yep. And and the only people I'm interacting with are, like, my inner circle, you know, and the cute girls in the front row. Just because I don't have a long-term relationship at the time, Kat, can you blame me? No, for sure no. Um, But that's, you know, that's it. Like, I, I that would be a dream. But these days, I'm not... Nowhere near famous, of course. Um, so I have to show up to a venue, talk to people, mm-hmm. interact with them. Work the room. Make small talk, like just greet people. I don't want to do any of that. You must be exhausted at the end of those nights. It's a long night. Then I get to perform. That's actually energizing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it does, I, I think it uh, that doesn't counteracts that for sure. So I perform and I'm loving it. That's if I do well. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, I want to die. Um, actually, I bounce back pretty easily on that. But so I, I want to, I do that. Then afterwards, I mean, we've had this situation where like you have been there or other people have been there that I know and, and care about. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. If we're interacting, that's fine. We're friends. Yeah. Like that's not a problem for me. It's the extraneous people that maybe could be friends or whatever, but they're not right now. I, I don't, you know. I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll gladly like disappear. Like, let me leave. Like, can I go? Let, let me go home. 
<laughs> and even if I, even though I enjoy, like I don't, I enjoy some of the trappings of that, but it's just like, okay, I got to go now. Um, so what is the way that this guy is going to be able to find a way to socialize with yeah, his partner? I think he's going to have to identify what's bearable, as you said. Yeah. Like what, what can you actually tolerate? Yeah. And they're just going to have to focus there. <laughs> and maybe there's a scenario where, you know, because she doesn't want to babysit him the whole night. Maybe no. if, if if it's one of these couples things, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you don't go to a party. Let's, okay, go through your Rolodex of friends and be like, let's try Sam's husband, you know, and we go out with them. And then it's like, yeah, I don't connect with him. Yeah. Let's try this one. You're going to eventually hopefully find another counterpart that's like actually really enjoyed those people. Yeah. And go out with them a couple times. Hey, now there's four of you. You all get along. You're all having a good time. Now when you go to a, a place that's got a bunch of other friends, you have options. At least a person. Yeah. yeah. I can talk to my partner. I can talk to her friend. And I can talk to her friend's husband. We all get along. And then maybe I can even meet. There are because there are times as introverts we, I mean, you latch on to people, and you try to find that one other person that you can just like chill out with, yeah, and have a good time with, and and not just sit there, you know, with all this inanity going on, and you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So those things can happen, but yeah, maybe that's a good scenario where it's like let's have a team. Mm-hmm. Of people that were comfortable because introverts is not like I don't I genuinely don't want to leave the house ever. I I want to leave the house. I enjoy going places. I don't want to go alone. I don't want to be abandoned when I'm there if I'm with somebody. <laughs> I don't if I don't know who all is gonna be there, and I feel like there could be like embarrassment is like a huge problem. Like, just the idea of embarrassment. And I can roll with embarrassment. Like, how could you be embarrassed? What the, would embarrass you? I don't... It's... it's uh, At this stage of my life, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. it was totally different because I, I couldn't handle it. Aww. But when I... Like, nowadays, Aww. you can... People constantly are, are razzing me. And I'm, okay. fi- I'm fine with it. I'm not sitting there, like, crying. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. And I can roll with it, and I can play off it, and I, all those things. But for some reason, there's just this anxiety of the idea of it. I mean, but there's things like just... <laughs> if I go to a, a, a... If I'm running a comedy show, mm-hmm. or, a, or a, um, a band, like I'm performing uh, with, band, with my band or whatever... And I see someone there that I recognize and I thank them for coming, but they weren't coming there for me. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened. That's they awesome. were coming there for some other reason. They just happened to it be there. It just was a coincidence. It's devastating. Aww. Like these are embarrassing things. And you just go like, ugh, I'm, what kind of arrogant piece of crap am I? You know what I mean? Aww. Like I'm so stupid. How Like I've just embarrassed myself in front of this person. Um when I was a kid, but who would say I didn't come here for you in that? Well, they'll just be like, well, yeah, I came with these, or I came to watch that band, or whatever. It's just like, ugh, uh, of course you didn't come for me. Why would anyone? <laughs> you know, then you just get self-loathing. But it doesn't feel good. But you just like I would lie in that situation. I wouldn't tell you that. It's just people are assholes. There's no they, grace. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. Uh, don't mean anything by it. Um, then there's. Uh, like a little anecdote when I was really quite young and we had a group over my, my sister, older sister had like a bunch of friends over and some of my uh, other brother's friends and stuff. And (laughs) this is so embarrassing, but I was, I was early teens. I don't know, but I was wearing Argyle socks, Mm -hmm. green Argyle socks. And I didn't think anything of them, but somebody probably genuinely because i think this is a genuine person was just like oh i like your socks and i took it in a mocking tone <laughs> so i sat there with a look on my face you know that, that like you know that emoji that your the face is like the mouth is going like a <laughs> s or whatever i know i had that face on like where i was fighting back the tears <laughs> oh joel you're killing me right now actually <laughs> 
And my brother or my sister, one of them looks at me and is like, what, what's going on? And I was just like, my, my socks. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy you so many Argyle socks now. I like, they're cool. They are cool. But at the time, as a kid, you're just like, am I wearing dumb socks? Aww. I hate myself. I'm wearing stupid socks. I'm not confident in my socks. <laughs> you sure are now, though, aren't you? Now it's like if someone, I, I would be like, yeah, like I would have something to say. Yeah. I'd be able to like make something of that, yeah. you know? But as a kid, it just like, but, and, but that feeling is the feeling I'm afraid of. And Aww. it's harder to have happen, but it does happen. And it's not, it's, it's all beca- because of like situational things now where it's just like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, they didn't come here for me or, you know, I did, you know, I, I don't know how to greet this person. I didn't, I forgot their name, I, you know, all those types of things. So it's like, I don't want to leave that. I'm happy at home. Because <laughs> uh, I am happy at home. It's- I feel like what you're saying is going to resonate so much with so many people. And I, I have totally had that feeling of, oh, I'm not okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not enough right now. Like, and it's it, like, why? Yeah. There's probably no good reason no. for it. But you, you, you've played something up. You're, and I hate to be, I don't want to be awkward, but I am sometimes awkward. And I'm like, I hate this. I've been so awkward my whole life. Like, my whole childhood, I was a weirdo, like straight up. And instead of just being that kid who can be kind of like awkward and a little bit dumpy and definitely eccentric and mm-hmm. owning it, I kept trying to fit myself into mold after mold after mold until finally I was just like, I'm never going to fit. And then I got really angry for a while. And now it's kind of resolved. But like, I have never felt like I've belonged anywhere in I, my life. I, uh, res- that resonates with me as well. And I think it hasn't, it's been many, many, many years where I've gone, my uniqueness is a strength. Like, I know that. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. But I think that they, there are just these extra, just things that, um, just social situations that just make me, not in a real way, but kind of hate myself because of what's, I'm like, ah, why, you know? Well, if you ever need a social wingman that you know will be totally platonic and appropriate <laughs> and can absolutely commit to like a non-alcohol based good time, you know where to find so me. So when I'm, when I'm being pressured, I'll be like, okay, I'll go with you to this thing, but Kat's coming too. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That'll Why does Kat have to come? Because I need a wingman. Yeah. I'll be your wingman. Last time you said that. and uh, Yeah, no, I, I would do that 100%. I think yeah. we'd have a good time. It would, it would be cool. You can go and do things. If you want to go somewhere and you're like, oh, I don't have anyone to go with, call me. Okay, thank you, thank you, Kat. And also with this person, I mean, sometimes, and I don't know, did they say how long the relationship was going on? For? No. But sometimes in, in these scenarios, like if it's newer, like you don't, you're not confident enough with this person to go meet their friends. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I don't, I don't, I'm still sort of figuring out our dynamic. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause when I go meet your friends, I'm going to say a joke that you're going to go, you should not have, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we joke about that with us, but we don't joke about that with right. them, you know, or right. whatever. And it's like, why did you tell them about this sex thing? Like sometimes it, to kill, like to, to break that ice, sometimes I, I'll make, you were saying like make up some sobriety story. You make up a story of like, or say something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we were fighting the other day over this. Yeah. Something insane. <laughs> but then sometimes you can actually speak brutal, honest truth, but it's still funny because you don't know that it's true. <laughs> so there's kind of a, I, I kind of play in that. And it's like hitting a nerve so hard with the other person. But you're <laughs> yeah, they're like, What's like wrong and right I'm now? like, what, what? <laughs> I went down on her for two hours last night and she didn't come. Like, how much work do I have to, you know, and it's just like, that's a crazy story, sweetie. They don't know that that's true. That scenario can only get better if I'm there as your wingman <laughs> at that meet the friends night. He did that to me too, Kat. <laughs> not helpful. That's right not now. the, mm, you said platonic. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully at least the camaraderie helps this person. But Yeah. And the, I, think, uh, I think we gave some advice. <laughs> we gave some advice, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Try, try things. Try with, things. With thing, uh, Establish friend. your comfort zone. Yeah. And how far you can go beyond it before it's just awful. Okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. You guys did a great job of breaking down the art of cunnilingus in your last episode. <laughs> 
the look on your face right now. <clears throat> I think it's only fair that you tackle Felicia with the same kind of enthusiasm. Mm. I can't actually tell sometimes if my boyfriend's into it, and I'm starting to wonder if I'm doing something wrong and he's too polite to speak up. Wow, I love these dedicated listeners that jump right <laughs> on that. Um, well, this is good. So I talked a lot about the uh, cunnilingus, and I feel like it's your turn, Kat, to jump jump on the uh, BJ train. The BJ train. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know we said don't watch porn in order to learn how to give cunnilingus. Yeah, this is great. This is already great advice. However, you should watch porn in order to figure out how to give good fellatio. Yeah. Crazy but true. It is. Um, however, that said, like there are some things happening in porn nowadays that not everyone's into. What are you talking about? Well, like uh, some people don't really want a really sloppy blowjob. Those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there are other people who don't enjoy someone gagging on their dick. You don't have to gag, but you do have to take it deep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. If you can't, that's fine. There's no need for like there's no need no. for the sounds and no. all that. But I don't think that's that common either. Well, I guess it, it, it's there's brutal. I know for sure women who I know women who put that on. Oh, that's because, there's no uh, there's no value. I guess it's like oh you're so big you're making me gag. Yeah, I that's to me uh, theatrics and, and maybe some guys are into it, but yeah, I it's think not necessary. theatrics can be really easily detected by anyone who's savvy enough to perceive them. Yeah. So you've got to be careful with that. Like if you aren't actually enthusiastic and enjoying it, someone's going to be able to tell if you're faking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, not unlike cunnilingus, when you meet a new penis, you should get to know it slowly. Getting to know. Take your time. You. Make out with the dick. Make out with the dick, Make eh? out with the dick, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but don't just focus on the dick either. Like yep. some people really enjoy ball play. Absolutely. And you have to experiment carefully there because varying degrees of pressure help very differently yeah. um, for different people. But I think, look, I'm I'm not all men, but I feel like you can probably always be a little bit more aggressive than you think. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Because people, it's usually this feather touch. I'm like, no, no, you can... Give her. Yeah. And guys, feel free to grab yourself a little bit to go, this is, this can work. Like, I can work with this. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to scream and cry if yeah. you squeeze my balls a little bit. I, I think it's really helpful to get some instruction and some encouragement. I like yeah. that personally a great deal, like <laughs> being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think you can incorporate your hands as well if you start to get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, the hand mouth simultaneous situation is a pretty good thing. I will say this that, you know, um, okay, so I, I, I like it very sloppy. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get the hand in there and you're stroking while sucking and it's very moist. Everything's going on. But um, don't, you got to get that hand off there sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that we want just that exclusive mouth yep. um, sensation. Visual and, and visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Visual is important. That's another thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And when you're going down to those balls, you got a soaking wet shaft, stroke that thing. Yeah. You know, yep. don't, I mean. Don't let him be lonely yeah. while you're visiting his friends. You don't have to, but it'd be nice. It's nice. You know? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it, it's cool, I'm sure, and it's a turn-on. I'm sure you would love it if you're going down on someone's balls and they stroke their own dick. Yes. That's a that's a erotic for a young lady. But Some people do not like having their testicles licked or sucked in any capacity. And also. they're wrong, too. <laughs> if you're with someone who's uncircumcised, the head of the penis can be super sensitive. So mm. generally, they like you to pull the foreskin back up before you're putting that in your mouth. Yeah, and a good idea would be to just not be with someone like that. <laughs> It's just not as nice of a penis. And like uh, there's an entire generation now of men who are uncircumcised. You know that, right? What a shame. It's not a shame. There's like 20,000 nerve endings in the foreskin. They're coming in five minutes. Poor, poor guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. That's also a myth. Enjoy your Charlie. turtleneck. Um, yeah, so you have How to... is that a myth? How is it a myth if someone has more nerve endings so they're experiencing more they pleasure? They can learn how to slow they... that down. Okay, that's true. Okay, go, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can vary up ways that they ejaculate if you're going to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like there are ways to play with the actual orgasm and the 
consumption of semen. Yeah, there's one way, which is to swallow. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way. Yeah, and that's the way. So other than that? You're not into like bathing someone in cum? Um, I just said that sentence for real. (laughs) If I can fill a bathtub, maybe it'd be erotic. But then again, it's definitely going in their vagina. So that's dangerous. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's different options, as you say. Have we ever mentioned this on the podcast? Uh, Coming in someone's face. I don't believe we have, but... But what's your attitude towards that? What's my personal attitude towards it? Yeah, because I feel like you and I have broached this subject. Uh, Do I actually want to answer this question? Um, I'm not a fan of getting semen in my eyes. I will say that. Right. Well, I'll just say this. It's uncomfortable. And it's not something I would do with just anyone. There's there's a, a potentially a disrespect element to it, mm-hmm. and so or demeaning element yes. to it, and uh, so it's it's such a like I don't think I've met hardly anyone that is interested in that yeah. ever. It's yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. So that's a weird. So that's not really an option. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I would say I would places. say unless you particularly as the person giving head enjoy that the expectation should be that that's not going to happen. But I would, yeah, unless they advertise, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point, which is, um, you know, when I'm uh, by myself, you know, and I'm going to finish, that's for me. Yeah. You know, I'm doing that. It's exclusive. I'm the only one in the room. Um, So I can choose wherever it is that I decide to finish. Do I want to do it in a Kleenex on this hardwood floor, <laughs> um, on the leaf of a plant, wow. um, in a sink, um, in the shower, on my own stomach? You know, these are all different options. Try to get it in my own mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a distant average I've, Sunday. By the way, I've never done that. Um, you've never successfully gotten it into your own mouth? No, I've never tried, never tried that. <laughs> But anyway, that's for me. So when I'm with somebody, it's like, where do you want me to come? This one's for you. I love that question. A lot of people don't. Where do you want me to come? A lot of people, the answer is wherever you want. (laughs) Costa Rica, baby, on the beach. Belize. Not not on your solo vacation. (laughs) Yes, yes. With me, definitely. (laughs) Not here. Um... But yes, so um, that is a, uh, I've, the answer that I always get is, where do you want to, it's, it's turned around to me. I'm just Can like, I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. What does it mean when someone says, how do you want me? Because for a long time I was interpreting that to mean, where do you want me to come? But I think it's actually a different question. Well, yeah, I guess it, I, I would assume it's like, you know, how do you want me positioned? Okay. How do you want me? How do you want me? <laughs> but it, I think it also depends on. The gender of the person asking it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because how do you want me for a woman is probably how do you want me to position myself so you can fuck me. Right. How do you want me for a man might be like, do you want me to come like be full, like really rough with you? Do you want me to be tender? Do you want, you know what I mean? Like that, because oftentimes, you know, not to say women can't be the ones doing the fucking, but they're oftentimes not the ones doing the fucking, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's like just those a few positions. And then there's a million positions where the guy's got to do all the work. Am I right, guys? <laughs> guys? <laughs> guys? Crickets. <laughs> um, do, we, do, do we like enthusiastically answer the blowjob question? I feel like I gave a lot more to cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really actually a little bit more straightforward, though, with dudes. It is. You know, you is. can tell when they're aroused very clearly. Mm. You can often feel just before they're going to come, too. By the way, if you... Interesting. You what, know what, that? what happens? Their balls tighten up. The testicles tighten up. And everything kind of swells a little bit and gets hotter. And then... And that, how much time do you have? To, like, can you back off at that point and then keep the wolf from Some the people can, yeah. Generally. So you can be like, oh. Yep, yep. Because, like, I'm sometimes, like, pushing people's faces away from me going, like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready for this. Um, <laughs> but there, that's another thing. Like, hey, look, 
we were talking about taking time with a woman's vagina mm-hmm. and you and you just mentioned you can tell when a guy's hard. Sometimes we're working from zero and we want to go to 100 of erection. Yeah. And that might take more time than you expected. Yeah, it can depending on what's happening, but yeah. you know, you should be positive and enthusiastic about that too. Yeah, so be don't be like is this not working after 2 minutes yeah, no. because that's an insecure thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. why isn't this just hard when I want it to be hard right <laughs> yeah. away? Like why isn't this work is just like Yeah, that's a really good point. It might be it's might as well the guy going, "You haven't come yet?" Yeah. I just licked your pussy three times. You haven't come yet? Yeah, you know? there's there's um, there's a definite relationship for men too between the emotional and mental and the physical. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. I think it's greater in some men than others. And, you know, there's a whole culture of people who are using Cialis and Viagra all the time when they're dating people too, so... Yeah, and there's also point in relationship things, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, you, if somebody's new, you might be a little, like... You want to be there, but at the same time, you're like, nervous uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you've had issues where you're like not instantly hard for someone else, you might be like, oh shit. Yeah. I hope this works. I hope it doesn't happen again. (laughs) Oh, you know, this is such a good point. It's such a good thing to talk about. And I feel like not enough guys discuss this enough. Yeah, I mean it's not it's never it's never happened to me. <laughs> but that's okay because it does happen to everybody at some point. Like we can all say that this yeah. is something that all men experience at one point or another for varying degrees of time. And I think talking about it and talking about like what's useful for you as the dude in that moment, mm-hmm. like um to say I don't want you to behave as though something's wrong here or yeah, I don't just want like, you to take it personally. And just like if you're enjoying and this is where like there the the uh parallel with the going down on a woman, going down on a man. Enjoy it. Yeah. If you're if this is a chore, I'm gonna sense that it's a yeah, chore. Exactly. Yeah. And that is going to affect my enjoyment of it. You're not gonna do as well. Mm-hmm. And if it's mechanical like we're going up and down, stroking, and I'm I I got you know and that's it, and it's wet enough. It's like that flat tongue thing. Yeah, right? it's just like this is a blowjob. Yeah, and it's like okay, the it, it, I feel it. Yeah, and you then know? you can take a break. Like maybe like take the attention off the penis for a little while and do some like solid making out and like yeah. use your tongue on other parts of the body. But like know how I, and I mean it's hard for me to speak intelligently about this because i i don't uh in that way like i really like my penis but like learn to really appreciate a penis like i know how much i really love a beautiful vagina Mm -hmm. and experiencing it and being there yeah and you know that's just a miracle of (laughs) being human i don't know how that happened you know what i mean like why do i really really enjoy that so much but if you're not there with a penis, that's going to resonate. Yeah, I think there's there are still a lot of women who are like, penises are gross. Yeah. We're just going to deal with them. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah. I feel like I, I have a, a very solid appreciation for the penis. I feel like you would. You seem like the type of person. Yeah. There, well, I mean, like, I don't know. We have, we've sort of talked about this before, how like sex for me is totally sacred ground. And there's like a mutual adoration and worship that happens in that space for me. It's very adoring and like, mm-hmm. yeah, attentive. and. But, and I, you know, I mean, I... There's like, it's such a, now that I'm thinking about it, there's an interesting um, difference between, well, there's so many differences between men and women, but when we're talking about approaching a vagina, we're going like, let them know it doesn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> let them know it doesn't smell. This is going to be, this is going to be uh, like just so true. And this is across the board with men and women. So mm-hmm. this is such an interesting point that it it occurs in, Oral pleasure. A woman is so insecure already about her vagina. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I like a hairless vagina, but like, heaven forbid, she's like, is it okay that I have hair there? Yes, it's okay. You know, you know, not my preference again. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we date, I'm going to shave you, but, but sure. Don't, but don't be, you don't have to be self-conscious about it. Yeah. But you're constantly going like, is it okay? Am I okay? Yeah. So for a man to go... I really enjoy this. Oh, wow, you have a beautiful vagina. Oh, oh my goodness, it feels so good in my mouth, whatever. And to just like give you that kind of appreciation, that's like 
bringing you to where you already should be. Like that's just bringing mm-hmm. you to like normal. I know I enjoy, I have a vagina and it's a good thing. Yeah. Like that's all that's doing. Men are already at, I'm like, I've got a cock and it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah. What they now want is holy, <laughs> like cock worship. Yeah. Like on your knees. Oh my, this thing's huge. It's beautiful. <laughs> this is the greatest. I don't usually like sucking dick, but this is a great, ah, you have a great dick. And I don't know if it's been lies, ladies. I don't usually like sucking dick. Does anyone ever say that? I've heard it. I've I heard, once heard someone say, I usually don't like eating pussy, but yours tasted like nothing. Mm, so complimentary. Like, wow. Couldn't have thought of anything. Yours tasted like peaches. Like, why can you come up with anything? Yours tasted like nothing. Yours tasted like blueberries on a summer's day. Um, See, then I would have known they were lying. <laughs> yes, I have a vapid pussy. <laughs> it tastes like nothing the douche that I spent money on because I was told my vagina was in need of fragrance. And those things are not safe as we know No, they're terrible. Um, But yes, so if you want to really go the whole hog, pun intended, worship, like be really, and, but if you... Some dudes do not like that either. uh, These guys are wrong. (laughs) Who are you dating, Kat? Yeah, find someone that's just like, you know, putting themselves out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Penile-y. But in a genuine way. Yeah, everyone be genuine. In your cock worshiping. Yeah. But this is like a, you if you're both giving on this level, I mean, this is the this is great sex. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna have a ball. Yeah, and, if everyone is like worshiping each other. Yeah, and it's just like on. you're you're really enjoying like it's just so good. And then you're just like, Well, well, hold on, get your pussy in my face. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just like happiness. Yeah, night and day for experience, for sexual experiences. I think that's true. That's good advice. Mm. Worship your partner mutually, mutual worship. And get that thing wet. And don't be afraid to drool. Can I just say one last, like, there's never be precious about a blowjob. No. Never be, don't sit there going, oh, I got to look good during this. Don't sit there going, oh, I've got to, I've got to. Like there's no pride. There's no don't let go of any pride. Like just be messy with the thing. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's it. I think that goes. Like, look, if you don't have to blow your nose <laughs> after he blows his load, <laughs> that's a, you're doing it wrong. Okay, I will argue that actually, because if you can't direct that semen down your throat and it's going into your nasal no, cavity, no, I'm not saying that. If you even if he do, if he doesn't come, if you don't blow have to blow your nose, you don't you haven't given such a blow job that you're just like okay I've I gotta blow my nose, mm. like there's so much moisture going on all over the place. I I go down on somebody I gotta blow my nose. Hmm. I guess it just doesn't leak from that part of my body. It's not leak, cat. I don't know what's happening, but like <laughs> there's a lot of moist. Oh, definitely if it's the guy on top, oral thing, there's a lot of moisture that's gonna. Go into your nose. That's going to go into your coming nose. Coming from her body, So that's yes. one thing. Or from your face, your mouth. Mm-hmm. You're just in that position. But definitely um, some of the best PJs I've gotten, a girl is, I mean, there's the tearing, but there's also the nose running. <laughs> the tearing I can experience, yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh-huh. You, haven't, you yeah. haven't had a runny nose. All right. Different folks. Wow, I need to raise my bar higher. Can we uh, can we get some messages sent to us? I, I don't want to feel like this is a crazy thing because it's because it's not like. Have you wh- had to blow your nose after giving a blowjob, but not because you have semen in your nasal cavity? Yeah, no, not after they finish. Just at a certain point, you're just like, okay, hold on, I gotta blow my nose. There's just I've been really working this thing, and it's I don't know why, but it hap- It's not like there's not one person in my life that. In, that has done that. Hmm. So there's more than one. So really, mm-hmm. has had to blow their nose after a blowjob, like mid. Interesting. I just don't know what that, why that is. Maybe I have like a glandular issue or something. Yeah, maybe it's I'm a. Not, I'm not producing the moisture that I could produce. Yeah, you got to get a lot of mucus uh, going on. I I wonder what it is. But can we get some feedback for cat? Yeah, please. I'm confused by this one. There may be. Uh, maybe you guys are like going. Yeah. Gotta constantly be blowing my nose when I'm giving a beach. Okay, now I feel like we've definitely enthusiastically, exhaustively answered that question. Yep. 
Okay. Question number three. There, that was a two? Yes, I know. Oh I was like, Joel, come on. I thought we were ending <laughs> this podcast now. Okay. Forever. Um, okay. Question three. I have a male friend who I've been pretty close to for a few years. We both we were both married to other people when we first met. Uh, they were parents at our school and we all became friendly. So the relationship was platonic by default, but I've always been attracted to him. Now both of us are divorced and I'm realizing my feelings for him are more than just friendly. Should I take the chance and try to move things out of the friend zone? How can I explore this possibility without destroying our friendship? Mm. Mm. Up until the last line, it seemed like a no-brainer. But you let me I guess we should check are they 12 or are they adults <laughs> well they're divorced so I'm guessing there's some okay, measure of okay so adulthood. they're fully grown adults <laughs> who have been in relation not only been in relation been married yep um so they've been in full long-term relationships they've decided that they wanted to spend their life with this person they had married this person yeah. i'm assuming they're not still in high school and then they even went as far as to say this isn't working and then they got a divorce from this person yeah so now we're asking this silly 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 question is it silly <laughs> how can i um communicate my feelings to my without the other person going Oh my goodness, you like me that way? Like, that's gross. You're just a friend. I can't talk to you anymore. Well, I mean, that's a possibility. But then there's also, like, what if they're into it and then they try it and it doesn't work? Oh, Kat, you've just brought up a very great point Mm -hmm. that I've certainly thought of in different scenarios in my life. Yeah. Um, So, like, the initial conversation, I think all adults can be like, yeah, no, I'm not really feeling that. Yeah. I respect you. I enjoy you. Put yourself out there a little bit and they go, hmm. And then you don't die when the person says they're not into it. You're like, okay, cool. I like this platonic. I'm glad I asked because I wouldn't know otherwise. By the way, better ask now because you're going to like two years later, you're like, I'm madly in love with this person. Then when they say no, you're going to want to kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah, seizing that window in that perfect moment of like. like, I kind of, I'm attracted to you. I'm into you. Yeah. Uh, Not not really going to work. Okay. Now I can put that to bed bed to rest. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like what if they do both kind of go for it and it doesn't work? Mm, and then is that now, just a risk, a romantic risk you need to take for true love? Kat? I think you know what I'm going to say to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all romantic here. Yep. Yep. For sure. Why wouldn't you try that? Yeah. So, by the way, so what? You lose a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you can also discuss the potential there, like, mm. and say, like, if this doesn't work, what can we do to? Mitigate that. Mitigate the damage right. caused to our friendship. And maybe it's just like a little cooling off period where you take some space and mm-hmm. then you can be friends again. Yeah. And maybe uh, part of that conversation is like, how do we proceed with caution? Yeah. Because uh, now Go that's slow. the most romantic thing you can ever do is proceed with caution. But uh, but it's so smart. That's a, that's a big one I need to learn. Proceed, proceed with caution. with caution. Go slow. Don't just I, hand, you know hand like the trust over. It's so interesting because I, I feel like I have this uncanny, maybe uncanny ability. To, and maybe, I don't know if it's, I always want, I always talk about these gender. I don't feel bad to, genderizing these things because we did talk about the feminine and masculine energy. And that is the, what that is. Yeah. So it's like, how can I feel guilty just because gender is fluid and all those things to, you know. But I think it may be, a, you know. Uh, the masculine energy is able to uh, kind of compartmentalize more. We know that. Yep. So it makes it easier. But I can like be like fully uh, into exploring something while keeping something back at the same time. Yes. Like I have that ability to be like gung-ho in so many ways. And then if if the bottom falls out, I protected something. I think – there is a gendered piece to that for sure. But again, I think that comes back to codependency, which is an issue that more women struggle with than So men. I'm avoiding the codependency That's right. by holding that, mm-hmm. holding something. And I don't even know how to really word it. It's just like... You're just not giving it all Keeping myself in check. You're not melding with the other person right away. Right. And that's how everyone should approach it, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, doing so much to build to that place but I think what I guess what I end up doing is I have 
um, like when I'm learning about a person, I'm like, okay, this goes into the maybe pile. Yeah. Or this goes into the no pile. Yeah. So we'll see if that will, will change. These are all yes piles. So I'm, I, and, and I will like support that yes and nurture that yes and be there with that yes. See what happens with these no's and maybes. Again, my philosophy not being one where you sort of work through those things as much as I'm going to express that I, th- those are no's mm-hmm. and then that's a maybe or you're going to see that through my actions or those types of things. And then whatever you decide to do with that is going to inform how much more of me gets put into this thing. Yeah, and I think if you could teach that to everybody. It's a, I don't know how it, it's a, such a weird, because you do. But that's what everyone should do. Like you should carefully approach someone in an intimate relationship and test the waters slowly and decide if they are worth giving your trust to. Yeah, and you can still do that with, like you don't, a lot of the times you, you feel that from people where they're just like, um, I'd rather, and it's, kind of goes along the lines of like I don't want to sleep with people until they or I don't feel that you know you get I don't think that they're I don't betray this thing because you're not at risk of losing yourself you know what I mean like I guess that's what it is I'm in control those people are resisting that connection or whatever they're doing to be self-protective because Mm. they're losing their sense of self too quickly so I'm able to allow myself to go into this thing like to yeah, let's be texting all the time. Let's yeah. uh, come over. Like, I want to spend all sorts of time with you. I, you know, let's do this. Let's go for a bike, bike ride. Let's go for it. Let's do things together. Let's, let's engage this way. And then at the same time, you know, even three months down the line, oh, these things aren't going to change or, or this, I, I've, it's, it's obvious that this isn't going to be able to work out. Yeah, it sucks because you were hoping for something, but it's not so devastating or worse, you still go through with it because you really, really, really Because you're so invested. Yeah, you're already invested. Yeah, no, I think your approach is bang on. And I think that if we can all learn that, relationships in general are probably going to be more successful because you can give of your time and your attention Mm. and your intention without suddenly becoming consumed by the relationship where it's all you think about and you're wondering constantly, well, why did she say this like this? And why didn't she text me then? You know, like you just are able to take it in stride, enjoy the other person's company and still retain your own sense of autonomy. And that intention word is the the one, the buzzword for me, which is like, yeah, I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to be together forever. No two, five weeks in or whatever. No, nor should you be. I'm saying I would, my intention is because I really like you and we really connect that that might be a possibility. Like that's an intention. Yeah. You know, I want to like, there's different conversations you have with people. Like I don't want to be exclusive or, you know, I think we like we can just sleep with each other or whatever. Or you can say, oh oh man, I want this to be a serious relationship. That's my intention. I'm not there yet, yeah. but I'm, go- I'm going to not talk to anyone else. I want to be exclusive to you. I want to really explore this thing. And then at the same time, you still are waiting for, to, waiting to see how it evolves. Yeah. But yeah, you're, it's so true that for a lot of people, by month three or something crazy like that. I don't like think that, I have ever been in a relationship where I have approached it in the way that you've just described. You always go like, I love this. Yeah, this connection's amazing. We must be meant to be together and all of because this other romantic shit. If you're a month in, Kat, and you're having a conversation where you say, hey, you didn't text me for this long yep. or whatever. Yep. It makes me feel that, what? Yeah. See, they don't owe you anything. No. You you should just be observing their behavior. Absolutely, yeah. Don't ask for, there's nothing to ask for. No, at that point, no. You're, you're totally learning. Right. You're totally right. So, yeah. And then and then there's not to it's not to say that when in that month where you go, "Oh, I would have liked more communication." I'll just end it now. You don't have to do that. You can just put that in a in your category of, "We'll see if that changes." Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't, this person doesn't doesn't meet my needs in that way communication-wise, mm-hmm. or they don't really seem to want to spend time with me or engage with me. 
I don't feel that this is a and viable... And in, in your really. measured and careful approach, you still have the ability to see things clearly. Mm-hmm. If you've already decided within a month that you're probably going to spend the rest of your life with this person, <laughs> you're not going to want to look at anything that doesn't fit that narrative. Right. You know, like... Yeah. How could I spend the rest of my life with someone who can't be bothered to text me once a day? How could I spend the rest of my life with someone where I am doing literally all of the work to keep us connected and engaged with each other? And like, I don't even know what would happen if I stopped. But now I'm I'm sitting there going, I have to do this. But you know, we have this magnetic connection, and like this is real, so powerful, and that. And these are the great things about this person. I have a friend who told me that's chemistry. That is the way you're supposed to feel. That excited, like super connected. That's your hormones responding it's a chemical response like that's why you're having sex Mm -hmm. that's not why you need to give over all of your trust and all of your heart immediately and those that and that chemistry um also has grad like also has levels what i've noticed like i have physical chemistry is well not always the easiest thing but can be not so difficult to achieve yeah and then you have physical chemistry and like laughing sense mm-hmm. of humor and that like personality sort of thing those two together are fantastic yes. now sometimes the personality and the laughter can be the the, the enhance, defining it thing can enhance the physical too. yeah and the, or or sometimes you notice okay the physical isn't as good as it was with this other person that i didn't have the other thing with yeah you know so there's there's different versions of chemistry which uh will inform that connection and sometimes it's harder to let go of the personality one yeah because the sex one is not that hard to come by (laughs) pun intended um but the the personality one that's like sometimes magic yeah but then if you go and then like outside of the chemistry thing values Mm -hmm. what about those guys those are super important communication yeah uh you know i don't know what else there is beyond values and communication really like those are like if you don't have those, lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, lifestyle. A, we shouldn't undermine lifestyle. Yeah, either. that's pretty important. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you can tick those boxes, but you got to be, and, and again, some of those things like communication certainly can grow and develop. Mm-hmm. Those things can, but you have to sit there with your file folders and you're like, yes, I love this file folder. This is, the, and boy, is it ever full. Yeah. It's more full than I, I can't remember it being this full. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot in this no file folder that, uh-oh, this one will never change. I know this one will never change. And I think I think those folders are ultimately informed by what you value in relationship. Sure. And that's all, like, that's who you are. Yeah. And, and they're not, they're not all going to be full. All the folders are not going to be full. Sure. But the most important ones should be relatively full. Right. And if you're if you're sitting there going, um, you know, in the no folder, there's something like a, as an example would be like never wants children, but you know you want children. Yeah, that's huge. You can't like those are things you go. Oh, oh well, that's that sucks. Guess we're just gonna have sex for a little while. (laughs) Uh, We got way off topic. Yeah, I don't think that was a great question. No, I think like um, to talk about it like mature adults yeah. and approach it slowly. And that's how we, got, that's that's how we got on this. Like, so approach it like I just we just described. Yeah. Everyone approach all of your intimate relationships the way Joel just described. And we're all going to be fine and we won't need to do this podcast anymore. Yeah. The end of the podcast. And everyone wants this podcast to end. Um, <laughs> so start fixing the uh, those problems. But yeah, um, I'm sure if you guys are just honest and straightforward, first of all, mention it to them. And if he's like, nah, I'm, I, I think we're better as friends, then that's nice and easy. But you're right. Yeah. If it goes a bit further, then just be calculated a little bit. Yeah. And uh, don't go too crazy. But you can still kind of like lose yourself in some of the moments. Mm-hmm. You own it. You never let it go. Oh, no. Do not stop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You've only got one chance to blow. An opportunity comes once oh, in a lifetime. Wow. You've been listening to... <laughs> I do and I do don't podcast Eminem show, um, where we give intimate. We, we said that at the beginning. You know where to go to uh, ask us your questions um, and comment. You see, we give us feedback. Are we way off on these things? 
Like, are we saying things that are ridiculous and don't make any sense? Are, am, by the way, am I wrong? <laughs> is Joel wrong? Is Joel wrong? Like, Is Joel ever wrong? We'll take feedback, and maybe it would be cool to have, like, an episode. We can maybe do a bonus episode where we, like, read people's feedback, and we go, like... Oh, that would be super fun. Send yeah. us your feedback so we can read it on so, the So, yeah, show. listen to the uh, episodes... Even past episodes, what we talked about, we'll rehash old things. But yeah, give us some feedback uh, and we will um, argue with you on the podcast. Yes, we will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess that's it from us again. And uh, only one other thing that I have to say to you is these days we're not allowed to dance um, because of COVID. You're not allowed to go out and dance. Um, but you can still dance at home. Okay. <laughs>